Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, and this is a Star Wars episode. As you can tell by the intro, this is it's an episode 270. That's a heck of a number there. We've been going at this for quite some time, haven't we all? Oh my goodness. But me and Matt are going to get together here and talk a couple of those Star Wars books. But before we do that, let me tell you where... You can find us. You can go over to Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We will follow you back 100% as a, a courtesy. Uh, I think that's a nice thing to do. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can support us for all these shows on this feed. Maybe you listen to the DC stuff as well on the DC feed, but what you'll do over there at the Patreon is get Another feed of tons of shows that are Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Indie Comics, Manga, and even things that aren't comics, cartoons, movie shows. We have usually about 60 to 70 podcasts a month that we have exclusively over there on the Patreon. We try to make it worth your while. If you go over right now and sign up, you get the whole month of February free. If you don't like it, you end up quitting before the end of February. You'll never be charged ever. If you do like it and carry on in the March, you pick your level and you get more and more podcasts with each and every deal there. But what we're going to do here is go through two things. Oh, actually, hold on. Hold the presses here. I didn't say that usually each week we talk about two books on our Patreon spotlight and they're picked by the badasses the Get Fresh crew, a beep, a boop. And this week, the badasses picked King and Black, Black Knight number one that I talked with Brandon about, and then The Legend of Shang-Chi number one that I talked to myself about because that is a, a new book coming right on the heels of the Jean Luen Yang uh, Shang-Chi book. And I, I liked it. I, I'm actually becoming a Shang-Chi fan with all of these books going on, but I'm also a Star Wars fan, and so we're going to go off, we're going to talk a little Star Wars, we're going to be talking Knights of the Old Republic, and it's me and Matt, and here we go. All right, and here we are with two books. I'm here with Matt. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Hopefully these books are pretty good. We'll see. We shall see, but we're going to start with Star Wars number 11, and that is written by Charles Soule with art by John Balzadwea. Colors by Rachel Rosenberg and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, Operation Starlight Part 3, The Last Hope. The cunning Commander Zara has cracked the Rebel security codes and will stop nothing to crush the rebellion once and for all. In response, the Rebels stole an ancient translator droid from the Imperial Museum. With it, they hope to create a new unbreakable code and bring the scattered fleet back together. With the hybrid lobots or high road. High broid. I want to say high bro. Lobots help the rebels manage to communicate with the droid and strike a deal. The other key to rebel survival is the newly formed Starlight Squadron led by Shara Bay, but Starlight's first mission could be their last. Now, I have have a, a problem with one thing in this mainly is the idea that they're trying to get this code and not everybody should have the code yet. And they're doing all these things with it, but yet everybody seems to have it already and understands it. But even then, you end up having the Starlight Squadron going off. They were trying to find, 
you know, the fleet that was destroyed. And we said at the end, we saw Zara's big, you know, cruiser come in. Mm-hmm. And it is just kind of a back and forth. You have the deal where the talkie robot and C-3PO are trying to download, upload these communiques. In the background, we realize that it is a plan with C-3PO and Princess Leia to actually get the actual language so that C-3PO can use it and they can shut down this awful droid. Monster. Uh, in the meantime, the Starlight Squadron's pretty much, you know, in big, big trouble and the the Rebellion can't get a hold of them. You end up having... You know, all these things going on, and especially with Shara, who is Poe's, Poe Dameron's mother, and they have lost communication. And it almost makes it seem like the lost communication is because of the code, but the code's there, but it's not. And it kind of threw me off a little. I like the stuff going on in either story. Mm-hmm. It just ended up, I don't know, at the end it was okay. It, it wasn't that great, though. They're still pretty much putting Lobot in jeopardy even if the plan is to kind of go from here on out that they won't need to use lobot but it might be that they won't get to use him anymore he is he's in trouble he's not looking he, he good now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so lando's pissed he he wants them to stop and we saw at the end of the last issue you know lobot his eyes are rolling he, he looks he's like drooling. he's had a lobotomy and <laughs> he's in big big trouble it also ends up Pretty much making Lando even more of a, a bad guy to everybody here because he cares more about Lobot. But that's the thing. That's his buddy. We said we may find out maybe not so much, but Kess is mad because Kess wants to get a hold of his, you know, his wife, his wife yeah. Starlight Squadron, uh, Shara. But Lando wants to shut down this stuff. And when we go and see the squadron, yeah, they're, they're flying around Zara's you know, Star Destroyer. And then you end up having, you know, Zara want to bring them in. They're going to try to get, but that's the thing too with that. I understand that they're going to try to, you know, torture them for info. But the thing is, they don't have their astromechs, and they're not going to get any more info of that. So they end up in a tractor beam. And as they're going in, you end up having Wedge save the day because he remembers that they did. A little, uh, you know, a maneuver back in yeah, Rogue Squadron. Back Squad. in the day, yeah. Yeah, they were testing things <laughs> about the idea that if you are in a tractor beam from a Star Destroyer, maybe even a Death Star, you end up pretty much accelerating into it. But the big thing is, it's funny, they make it seem like this acceleration's the big thing. Really, the big thing is shooting, shooting the, the actual yep. tractor beam. I mean, it, it's fine <laughs> enough that you're zipping into it. I thought what they were going to do is almost make one of those whips where you go really far and then you fly out because it would go accelerating more. But I wouldn't say whipping Nene because that guy ended up killing his cousin or uncle. Did he? Uh, recently. <laughs> yeah, he's in trouble. I said it was a shame because he didn't get to bring out the second part of that his second hit nay nay and whip is what i and i was telling that to my son but so they're they're flying into the deal but then they end up actually going into into the, the bay hangar, of yeah. the star destroyer and then just start rooting tooting and shooting again while we go back to you know lando and princess leia and talkie c3p all them and them just arguing it, it goes back, back and, and forth, forth yep. each time then lando is a piece of crap because he's like, hey, Shara Bay, what are you doing here? Like, they would have yeah, landed. Yeah, what was that? Just you know what I mean? It was just, it, yeah, it was supposed to be like he'd go, oh, my God. They, 
You don't think that when they became in range, they would have contacted somebody. Also, the, the document, like somebody would have said this, and he, he's distracted. It's pretty much the your shoes are untied. Yeah. And, you know, Lando punches him, tries to separate Talkie to the connection with Loba, doesn't do it. So it really isn't anything. It just it's there to get more and more so that the rest of the, the rebels don't trust Lando. He keeps doing things to piss him off. Now, by the end, seems like he is going to do some bad things. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're playing this, but Lando it, it ends up a good guy. So it, but it's, it's, it's kind it's of stupid. It's stupid because what's his name wants to protect his wife, which is fine. And Lando wants to protect his friend. So they have the same argument. It kind of cancels yeah, each other right. out. I, I, yeah, I don't understand. But, Maybe but for they some should... reason, the other guy, what's it? I don't know, remember his name, but he, 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 is better off because he's the the rebels are on it. Leia's on his side, so he has a stronger argument. But it's it's the same argument basically. Yeah, it is. So, it, and you can't blame Lando for what he does. Yeah, and it, it's you know Shara's husband, yeah. so yeah. they are. You know, he has that deal, and yeah, exactly. And the thing about this is, by the time we get to the end, which you know you get some feels from it, you you realize now that Poe is definitely born already because yeah, she says, somewhere. yeah, say, say goodbye to my, tell my husband and Poe that mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, so they're going on, but yeah, like I said, it's back and forth, back and forth. Yep. Leia says, no, 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 we have to do this. The rebellion's more important than anything else. Now, the idea of this is we don't realize while this is going on that Leia and 3PO have a wink, wink deal that really C-3PO is just they're sending out messages but these messages are only so C-3PO can get them and then translate them himself and have the the code or the language so really when she does say hey we got to do this she just needs Lando to shut up so they can do this quick and they're hoping to do it before Lobot dies maybe he will you know you end up they check his pulse I mean she could have told Lando though yeah, I guess that it's because you can't like, okay, come with me, Lando. I yeah, guess be too this obvious, was on I guess. The, the spot, and yeah. maybe Lando would say something. I don't know. Yeah, you're and right. And you can't have talkie, no. So that's the whole deal. <laughs> I did like, the only thing I liked in this whole part, though, was that when C-3PO pretty much, and he's such a jerk, and I yeah, always say this, but <laughs> he's such a jerk to talkie, too. He's so highfalutin, so pretentious, but... He's like, yeah, got that language down pat. All right, we can turn off this piece of crap. <laughs> and then Talkie's like, how is that possible? You could not know the language just from a couple of messages. You would have to know the – and C-3PO's like, really? You know, I- I'm a little more advanced than you. I mean, yep. maybe in your day, you, you old codger. But this young whippersnapper, <laughs> he's good. But the funny thing is, there's the wink-wink. I wonder, how could this be possible? Well, <laughs> My maker, whoever that might have been, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, really yeah. knew what was going on. It made me laugh that he's like really going. He must have been a brilliant genius, this guy. <laughs> and he ended up hooking him up with this AAI uh, verbal brain, you know, because a little Anakin would have that laying around. Yeah, of course. And, and so I'm like, Ew, but it's kind of a funny little, you know, deal of of him pretty much praising Darth Vader at, at this moment. But you end up with. C-3PO goes, the Rebellion appreciates your service. Boom, Quick. shuts them off. They don't even sit this thing down. They don't even, like, it, he surprised, boom, done. He falls backwards, just as Lobot falls backwards Yeah, as Lobot well. falls too. Yeah. I love it, so it's like, hey, everybody, get Lobot to the med bay and give him all the proper attention he needs. He's a hero. 
and get this scrap heap the hell out of here and put it in some closet. I mean, right now, I understand maybe the idea. If I was C-3PO, I'd be like, what are you saying? Because basically they have to keep them aside, I guess, in case C-3PO gets destroyed so they can try to do this again. Yep. I don't know that Talkie's going to be able to be reactivated and fall for the same thing again. There's no way. <laughs> but C-3PO even says when you're like, well, you're a selfish robot. You were programmed to be selfish, and that's your undoing. You didn't want to help others. You're out of here. And so he gets put in a storage locker, closet. A storage yeah, closet. Really? That's what you're doing. The most important thing that you had gotten, and you're putting this whole robot just, just turned it. off in a storage, you know, deal. <laughs> if you, that's just trouble. But you go back to the Starlight Squadron, where, like I said, they landed on Zara's ship. Zara's piss. She's like, hey, you mm-hmm. know, go and eliminate them. They send ADATS, STs, all these things going in uh, to go and stop at more STs than ADATS. So it would be really big. Mm-hmm. But you, you go and. It's a cool little fight. I kind of got the idea of what was going on from the very beginning because, I mean, if Zara wanted to survive this, she's not showing it from the beginning. I mean, she is choosing every little blip in the plan to say, you guys get out of here. It's all me. You guys go. I'll sacrifice. You guys go. And uh, at the end, they're going to have to. What they're doing, too, is they're trying to get an astromech. So that they can go out then and get their course. But also in the meantime, they're grabbing another one that Zara said to get so that they can get all the coordinates and stuff. And and mm-hmm. again, it seems like these little, you know, astromech th- have everything that anybody's ever doing. Uh, I would guess that it wouldn't be that much like just to get one astromech that is just sitting around and they even say. They don't need TIE fighters don't use those. Nope. So they're looking. They have to have one around. They have to have one around. Okay, we'll grab this, and it's going to have all the plans. It's going to have every coordinate they've ever and done and where they go. And I'm like, ah, it's it's pushing it a little uh, unless it is connected to the system. But if it's connected to the system, then it can be traced to the deal. You know what I mean? They have yeah, to end up yeah. splicing it anyway and, and getting it off. So, and those are the, uh, you know, those are the evil astromechs because yeah, they're black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell they, they look cool. That's why. And, yeah. and so they're there. Now what happens? They'll go back. Somehow R2 will show up. And now they'll hook R, the Lobot up to uh, the Astromech. And he'll almost die again until R2 gets the stuff. But no. There you go. But so you're doing all this and they're fighting. And Zara is staying behind. Now they do mention by the end when you end up finding out that she had sacrificed herself. I mean, obviously, we don't see her die. They yep. have the coordinates. They're saying that they could pretty much track the Tarkin's will or at least know where it might be going. And that, you know what? That Zara, she's pretty tough. I, they're going to get her. Yeah, it's a rescue go mission coming her. up. Yeah, yeah, they're going to go get it. Now, with all of that, this sets up something I'm more interested in. I'm more interested in going to save her than mm-hmm. I was about this weird plan. Because remember the Starlight Squadron there, they just went to check and find I think it was the 6th Division yep. deal, the, the fleet. That was destroyed, and then this happened. So this wasn't really any sort of mission. They are thinking on their feet. Wedge comes up with a plan. Yeah, they were but ambushed. I'd like to see them really go. And I think that you'll get some pretty, you know, pretty much the whole deal with the Rebels going to save her. That would be something that would be a big deal. And, and definitely the Pathfinders involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it kept them because there's no way he's going to stay behind. And so you, you have that set up. They have the code. It, to me, that that's cool enough. 
And some of the stuff with C-3PO and Talkie were cool, but it, it seemed like a long storytelling deal just to get a code so that they can send messages. It's very important in the story and to the rebellion, but actually reading it, it's not that yeah. exciting you know what no, i mean really, it's yeah, kind of you know what this is like yep. oh you know a lot of bothans said that this reminds me of almost some people would kill me about the idea of turning the crawl in new hope into rogue you know rogue one yeah. or, i just this sort of thing kind of can be done in the background but that's what we got well we you got also get to it, see it did you also, get to see, you also get to see Lando's doing some stuff behind the scenes, too. Yeah, which well, is... and we saw that that we ended up having him getting, you know, called before. And yep. this ends up making him like, yep, Lobot, at Lobot's side. They don't care about us. And then in a, in a weird way, I, I forgot all about this. And when they go back to the Jabba the Hutt sail barge, it threw me off a little. When they first mm-hmm. went there, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he said, listen. I don't have the codes, I don't, but I have possibly the robot that you'll be able to check it out. Now, if this <laughs> ends up happening, you're going to end up having Lando and Lobot and Talkie go off probably to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I believe that when Talkie gets reactivated, he is going to be guns a- ablazing, and they are going to be able to just get away. And then somehow it'll be one of those where Lando... And 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 uh, Lobot and Talkie end up having a nice thing while they kill Talkie. That's what I. Think. But if we end well, up doing we'll, that, but I'm yeah. sure they'll show something. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens there. But you have all this stuff going on. But the big thing is to trying to save Shara would be yep. what you would think. Now, next issue looks like it would be a flashback. The cover it looks like Hoth with Han mm-hmm. and. Chewbacca, so we don't. The covers see. have been misleading in the past, yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. put too much in. I mean, this. it would be weird to have a cover at issue twelve with Hoth and Han or whatever, and not just. I get the idea, like Princess Leia, just because she's kind of there, like like she's like, remember back when yeah. we did this, and it'll be almost like the maneuver that you ended up having Wedge doing. I think it'll be a kind of deal, but I, I liked it enough. It, yeah. it wasn't the best issue. Now, there's points in the art that look really great. Then yep. they get wonky at points, and and the wonkiest I think is the last page, the last thing, second to last panel. I don't know who that Princess Leia is. She <laughs> looks crazy. Oh, yeah, but, the faces oh, are bad. Yeah, I don't like her, the faces. The faces are a little off, but yeah. Uh, overall, I, I I like this enough. I'm giving it a seven five. Uh, you know, you you get some things done. You get the code in C three PO now. Now all of a sudden he'll have some virus or something. Uh, who knows what's going to go on, but. You know, Lobot <laughs> is in trouble. Zara needs to be rescued. She sacrificed herself. There's some good things going on and some good Star Wars stuff. So I'm not going to say it's bad. It just was not the greatest of issues, but looks like it's going to set up some cool things. I also like when you go back to Tatooine, you do see somebody getting thrown into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that guy's done. What a horrible uh, way to die, right? I yeah, mean, can oh, you think of a worse? No, it's the worst. Uh, what would you give it? I'd give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, seven. So the same reasons as you, just a little lower. Yeah, yeah. And now we're going to go to the next one. We're going to go hot and heavy yeah. in this because I'm going to pass out. Uh-huh. We have the High Republic, the Star Wars High Republic number two. And when the first one came out, uh, I ended up making a video for it, a video mm-hmm. review on our YouTube channel. And I did not, I didn't realize all the hate that was going to come for this. And to me. It, it's just a Star Wars book. I know it's a big thing. And I even said to you before we started, there's a lot of things that if we read 
all the other like actual books and mm-hmm. things like that that go with this, I think it would fill in some of the blanks. But with that, I didn't realize that people were looking at this as uh, pretty much the, the SJW thing. Oh, look at that SJW, whatever. And I, I thought to myself, I understand that the original trilogy, you know, because of when and the timing and whatnot, you know, it didn't have a lot of people of color or women, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But but that's not something that wouldn't be in the universe. And in fact, I look at, and I say this as a positive, I look at Star Wars as totally being SJW. And, mm-hmm. and I like it because of that, because that's what it is. I mean, you end up having the, the fight against good and bad. You can't have that and then have, well, we don't want women or people in color in here. That that doesn't make sense. It's it's one of the things growing up. And again, I never really recognized as a kid, like, oh, there's Princess Leia. Oh, where are all the other Leia? Because I just assumed that it was out there. It was wherever. I didn't look at it as being a segregated thing at all until I realized, oh, my God. So when you add the extra people and extra, you know, stuff, that just makes it better to yep. me because it makes it more real. It makes it more accepting. And to me, that's what got me. When when you ended up having Last Jedi come out, it really upset me because Star Wars is always like the safe haven for me that you could like anything you want. I mean, I could like Luke, you could like Han. I'm right, you're wrong, but I, <laughs> I accept it, right? And just the idea that it was always something that was a nice place for me and there was no fighting. I mean, the, the worst fighting as I was growing up was Somebody saying Return of the Jedi was their favorite of the original trilogy and that they liked the Ewoks. And then you make fun of them a little. But still, it was never like people ready to just strangle each other. So I, so I ended up putting up the review and I got all these comments about this isn't my Star Wars. This is Soy Wars. And this is that. And I'm like, I don't know. It just it really just upset me. It made me sad, uh, really, because of the way that I you know look at Star Wars. And plus, it's a first issue. I don't get it, but it that was is... on the YouTube video. The comments on that, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Star Wars: The High Republic number two. I, I legitimately had to uh, delete, and I, I don't like to delete comments. Everybody should have their own opinion. If it gets too hateful <laughs> and like really starts, you know, being offensive over the top with certain words and things, I have to delete it. Then I, I don't want people to come there. And looking like be like just thrown off like that and just being sad themselves because of that. But, you know, most of the time, so somebody's like, this isn't my Star Wars, this is SJW. I'm not going to delete that. I just don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I tell them. But, you know, there, there was some real, real bad things being thrown at Keeve Atrenas, the main character, who I think is a cool character. We only got one yeah. issue. How Mr. Haircut judging? alone is cool. Yeah. I, I love it, too, because you, you don't end up having people like against these aliens. You know, nobody's sitting there and, and going, no Greedo in my story, you know, even if it was like nobody yelled about the cantina scene in New Hope because it was a diverse crowd. There was a bad guy <laughs> drinking something there. And, and seriously, nobody had a problem with Bat Boy. That guy's been living in the basement of every star all the time. I used to see Bat Boy all the time in the National Enquirer. Just got me sad (laughs) at the idea. Like, you you (laughs) go with all of these things, but yet a woman shows up that's running a a starship and a person of color, and you you lose your mind. Yeah, but it's not like Uh, she's from Earth anyway, so any of that biases or social norms are not the the same anyway. This started with all the movies where I didn't like The Last Jedi at all. Had nothing to. That's why I got mad. Because the 
The idea that I didn't like Last Jedi, and I'd say to some people, they then were able to just assume that I'm a sexist and a ra- and that's wasn't it. I just didn't like it because the original trilogy was my thing, and it kind of seemed like it was shitting on it to not yeah. curse here. But, you know, so it became that, and that's when I think the Star Wars universe became more hateful than it ever was when it all of a sudden became about race and sex, and it should never be because it's a, a galaxy. And it's a nice deal. It's good versus evil. And then the people arguing, how can you sit there and like Star Wars? And this is getting to be a soapbox. But <laughs> how can you like Star Wars and actually seem to be in line with the Empire? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So stop it. Stop it, I say. The, Star I mean, Wars if, the High Republic. If you want to fault anybody, if you want to fault anybody, it would be the uh, the Empire. I mean, they seem more racist than anybody. But. No, that's what I'm saying. Then these people, that's like the only I watch, I'm like, really, you're you're feeling uh, so, so they'll join up for the Empire. Then that's a, maybe that's a third thing. I mean, people have to join up something. So, but <laughs> that, that's why the Star Wars became such a toxic thing. And a lot of people stepped away from it, and that's the worst thing. It's really a lot of just, people it's like, toxic. I don't need to deal with that. It, I, I used to sit there with my friends, and we would talk about Star Wars all the time, and there was never – yeah, we argued. It's the thing, though. When I was a kid, people argued. It wasn't like it is now. You'd argue, and I mean, at worst, you'd beat somebody up, right? And <laughs> they don't agree with you, but you wouldn't do that. It's just nonsense. High Republic number two, uh, <laughs> the Star Wars, written by Kevin Scott, art by Ario Anandito. Inks by Mark Morales, colors by Annalisa Leone, and I just turned the page, letters by VC's Ariana Mayer. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the Glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all this is good, the Jedi launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for the galaxy. Young Kiev Trennis triumphantly passed her trials and is now a Jedi Knight, but her master Skier is greatly troubled. Something is very wrong. Uh, he he saw some things. He's having PTSD. The guy lost his arm, and whether or not it's going to grow back or not, still sucks. Is still there. Yeah. And he's like I said, he saw some stuff when he ends up running into this Nile Nahil. I said mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. Now, it's a bigger thing right now in the books being explained, mm-hmm. but we're seeing it here as just coming into this issue. It reminded me of the Reavers in Firefly, the way they're described. And it's funny because I looked it up to see if, like, anybody else saying that, and there was actually a review for one of the books that the person said, and this is why I want to bring it up. The person said, at first, uh, Niall felt like the Reavers from Firefly, but once you get into the books and things, they develop more, so they, they're different. They're more than just that. So I was glad that I read that knowing that it does go. But here, they're just kind of mentioned and you see one, but the idea that they're pretty much just these outer rim bandits, you know, that end up pretty much not having any honor going against the Jedi who are all about Seems like the Sith maybe a little bit. Yeah. And and so with Skier, I think that the problem is, is that what he has seen was these you know, Nihil have really gone over the top and they don't care about rules. They don't care, like I said, about honor, the no whole honor. honor on the battlefield thing. They don't care. And I think it got to him and also his PTSD as they go with a distress signal. And you're introduced to uh, two other Jedi that are okay. You get <laughs> Serret and Terek, and they are. It's basically the one name spelled backwards with them. They're twins that they uh, they share. You know, a thing. And this is something you even said. There's a character in G.I. Joe 
that's like that. You hit one, the other one hurts. Uh, so they have that connection. Yeah. It's, it's cool enough. They end up looking like death from a bogus journey. And so that made me giggle. Is what that made me do But yeah, they're training and they're going out And they pull out And one of the things that you end up having Keeve realizes that Skier is no longer calling her Keeve They they were, you know, that is her master And when she was the Padawan Now they're equals mm-hmm. And I got the idea that he's doing that As a thing of respect maybe Like, mm-hmm. hey, now you're a Jedi I'll call you by your last But she seems like taken aback Because of how he was even acting At the end of the last issue So she's worried about him uh, the later you see He has a lot of anger issues as they go And this ship has been destroyed Taken over but it's still Airtight and there's still Signs that there are some Survivors so they have to go in there uh, But when they go in they recognize Right away this gas and The heel uh, and you end Up having Keeve say I've never Faced them but that was the battle Of Kerr that Skier was in That seems to have caused that PTSD it must and have been pretty recent, too, because his arm would grow back. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Have, it's so not like it happened a long time ago. No. So it must have been like right before yeah. she became his pad one. And they go and they separate. You have one of the twins go with Skier. One stays with Keeve. And the art, I think, is really good in this at points where mm-hmm. and I mean, it's horrific, where they end up going and seeing that it was a hut. This was a hut ship. Oh, yeah, this and, is terrible. And, and it's awful looking. It's so awful, but it looks good. Um, but they find it. Keeve uh, finds that. And also with that, they end up finding barley. And and the weird thing about this is, is this is where I started like, really? Like, I, I just said about the idea that we had in the Star Wars book where we took a lot of time dealing with translating a language so that we can get a code going forward. But this book is taking a direction where... I don't know that I want to see them tracking down the, you know, Farmers. idea that people <laughs> are getting barley and making these, you know, Bacta stuff on the sly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't That's really the new need... greatest technology, new latest technology, Bacta. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so with this, I don't know that I'm that interested in that. Now, it's kind of being presented as a way to present some more interesting things because you end up having a heel kind of fall down and go to a tech scheme and he goes to town and he slices it in like 17 pieces. Oh yeah. And you even have them say like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Now at this point, I'll tell you too, some of the art got confusing for me to follow. There's a lot of close-ups, and you have the whole deal where, you know, one of the twins gets hit, gets Mm -hmm. hurt. Oh, I'll I'll be okay. The other one feels it. That's when you end up having Keeve like run in and then somehow there's a separation. And now it's just Keeve and, and skier when he does this, she's the only one who sees him freak out like this. And I actually didn't realize that until she says it later. I, I thought the one twin was still there where, you know, with all that going on, but he really goes to town. Chops him in half and then yeah. And, and it's him. funny because even when you end up having, you know, the whole deal with Keeve say, whoa, wasn't there any way to disarm? I didn't even know that was her until she, I saw it was her. I thought it was one of the twins, but it was like, couldn't we disarm it? Now, that's kind of a weird thing to say to somebody who's now killing a heel who actually, you know, the race cut off his arm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. idea of disarming it. He's like, yeah, I kind of <laughs> did. I disheaded it. I dislegged it. But he does say, now the, you know, disarm the coward. And he's so angry at that. And with that, you end up where 
you know, when Keith says Master I, you see that he's surprised. He didn't want anybody to see him do this. And so when they go back, you end up at the Starlight, you know, Citadel there, the the uh, space yeah. station. Yeah. Um, you end up having them trying to figure out what's going on. Marshall Chris, now a Marshall, uh, she is a little upset because even then she's like, "Well, what happened? Oh, those those animals have no honor." And well, whoa, 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 we don't talk like that. We're Jedi here. That's not how we talk about living beings. Oh, I'll go and meditate. He's not meditating on crap. (laughs) He's going to go and stew on it is what he's going to do. But in the meantime, you end up having Keeve say, hey, uh, Marshall Chris, I saw some things. I ended up seeing some things. You know, he he was real angry. But in the meantime, you end up having Skeeve go off, go off to the planet. Him and one of the twins twins go down to the planet. And again, this becomes a deal in Cedri Minor, which is a big thing, it seems. And it even says in the next issue, you know, what what happens with Kiev on Cedri Minor could destroy the Republic. I'm like, that escalated quickly <laughs> with, with a, a girl that just became a Jedi. But you end up where he goes down. One of the twins go down and they realize, OK, this is an independent colony. This one guy says, hey, what's up, Jedi? You can leave now. We don't yeah. really need you here. We don't want you and here, that's yeah. when yeah, that's when Skeer's like, huh, that looks like that barley <laughs> we were just talking about. It's weird. What's going on? And then in the weird deal, the twin ends up seeing uh, a Rodian. A Rodian, ends up yep. looking in. Yeah, and it's 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 like Rodian of the corn. It, is. <laughs> it must be and like a hallucination, like, maybe. follow yeah. that. It, it uh. seems like it's one of the things because it gets attacked by it. I'm, also, I'm, I'm thinking that it's like almost one of those like angler fish, but the angler part is uh, – a rodian or maybe it can end up making you see whatever mm-hmm. and just like it, it's like is, is this rodian waving or is it like putting its, its hand towards itself it's a weird look there it's right going like come here come here follow me yeah it's weird like why would you go in i wouldn't move i i if i saw this i mean not going in there i mean if i was walking by uh what almost is a cornfield kind of deal disgusting I, corn i wouldn't i wouldn't go in there no I'd be like what's up what's going on and then if they didn't answer, it's on them. I'm not going to go save your ass. What are you doing in there? So, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so he just like, well, he doesn't say anything either until he gets further away. Because Skier is kind of, you know, yelling at, and, and kind of, you know, throwing some shade back at the farmer. At this guy. Yeah. yeah. So they, they end up and he's like, hello, are you there? Do you acquire assistance? I'm like, why did you think that? It, it almost we like, are here to if help. somebody's beckoning you into the, the cornfield. You don't go. It's just proper. I've seen enough movies, not even Children of the Corn. Twilight Zone. That. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with that, if <laughs> nothing you good think, happens in cornfields. No, nothing good in cornfields, <laughs> except maybe corn. But even that is not one of those uh, vegetables I'm allowed to eat on the whole 30. And, oh, and no? it drives me nuts because uh. I love now it's too much, you know, natural sugar. Oh, okay. That's why, because it's good. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best. He, but it's barley here. It's even worse. You know, you ever have like barley cereal? It's the worst thing you could eat ever. Also, no chance. I'm eating that. That's disgusting. No. Also, you go in here. Don't wait until you're already in to grab the. That saber should have been lit the minute that you thought that this person needed assistance. That's all you got there. So yeah, he walks in. Not very smart. These guys. Two heads are not better than one, and you only have half here. So he goes in and he disappears. I think that he's that tentacle has below. blood on the tip of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I think that it, it, I think it takes him down below and, and even drops his lightsaber so that he will end up not being able to use that. So they're going to have to save him and all that. But you end up all this is happening while up on the Starlight Citadel. You end up having, you know, the other deal, which is Tarek is like, oh, no, it's Sarah, Master Chris. Something's happened to him. She's like, what? What do you mean? Happened? Like something really bad's happening now. With that, I think that he would know if he died. I actually think that what he's feeling is the fear and the intense like emotions like that. I think mm-hmm. that if he died, this would be something that you know he would know right away, and it would or like really blood would him. be coming out of his mouth. Yeah, or, or something. he'd just pass out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and then have that deal. Um, so. I expect them to be able to save him and then they're going to yeah, find he's not out dead. what the hell's going no. on in this because that's when Skier, who's already unhinged, ends up where, you know, hey, where's your butt? Sarah? And he runs away and it's like he even was distracted and kind of let, I think that he's going to blame himself for this as well. And things are just piling up for old Skier. So he goes and sees the lightsaber and that's the end of that. But yeah, I said in the next one, it says Jedi Key will never be the same after confronting the horrifying truth on Sedri Minor. If she falls, so too falls the Republic. I'm like, that's a lot to put on her shoulders right there. Yeah. And, and as far as I could tell, the Republic doesn't go down. So I think that we might be okay in the end, but we'll see <laughs> how it works out. But even then you see like four and five where it looks like you're going to get a fight. And then it looks like Skier might end up not lasting too long with us. And that actually wouldn't be a bad thing how mean he is and how over the top that maybe he ends up being able to sacrifice himself never going to get that arm though if he goes that quick right so that's a shame usually the jedi masters don't last very long in star wars anyways yeah so there we go but she's going down it looks like and we'll see how it goes and i guess that might be sarah in the background of that cover it's a weird cover uh, the way that it's right in yeah it looks like it so we'll see but yeah actually when I when we talked about this, I liked it a little more. I just I don't want to get caught in the minutia. And we kind of went a, away from some of these. Where at one point there's like a page where names and system they're just being thrown at you. I, I just kind of want to see the action at this moment and kind of go in. And I thought that first issue did a good job of kind of getting you behind Keith and not showing you too much. You want more, and now here I kind of want to see. I I wish we would have seen more of her. As a Padawan, I'm still going to say that because then yeah. you get to see, you know, the real person because they're they're struggling. They're trying to, you know, do things that they normally wouldn't, things like that. So that that's the shame of that. But I do like the character. I actually like Skier right now with him because it's almost like a, like a Guy Gardner at DC. Like a, you know, a, a guy who has more layers because of his anger and stuff like that and actually feels real. Uh, so I do like that. But still, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I actually am going up wow, about a that's point good, yeah. from what I thought. I was going to go a 7. I think I'm going to go an 8. I'm looking at it. I really do like the art. And uh, while I don't really want to see them chasing down the barley, uh, <laughs> what ends up happening is pretty cool. You know, not for Sarah, but, you know, cool for I w- us. I want to know where I can get one of these face masks, like, right now. Yeah. So I can, yeah. I can you know, for the corona. Yeah, that would be good. I want to get one of those too. <laughs> and I have it. I was reading last night because hopefully this next week I'll kind of pull out of this. Uh, and when I was looking at it, I'm looking like, okay, well, there's the big thing. Do you get the vaccine 
if you already had it because can you get it again and you can but it's very very low and so i went to like three or four different things and basically one said definitely get it one said you don't need i'm like all right i don't know anymore than mm-hmm. i did before maybe wait a little uh, longer or maybe a well, month or, uh, month here's or so the thing legitimately i'm not gonna say i'm a good guy or anything like that but People who didn't get it yet should get the vaccine before my butt gets it because I've had it. So yep. I should be pretty much, you know, good to go. And so let's get everybody not get this because it, it's awful. It is it is the worst thing that has ever happened to me uh, besides maybe one or two of my kids being born. But I won't I won't <laughs> tell you which ones. They'll have to decide. They know. I, I said, when people sit there and like, I can't choose. Between my kids, you definitely can I'm choose. You, mine is daily. I should have like a whiteboard that I just changed because I'm telling you, they have to win my love every day. And if they don't, they're out. I haven't talked to Zach ends up giving me the Corona. He's definitely at the bottom. I'm He's number five him. right now. Yeah. yeah. Now. Logan. Yeah. yeah. Because I have five. Get Logan. His birthday's tomorrow. And me and him are talking. And Wraith, who kind of, he gets a little sketchy too. Me and him are talking a lot of Super Bowl and football talk, so he's up. He's, he's edging his way too. up, but still Logan probably and, won right and now. And also, right? Logan, it's Logan's birthday tomorrow, and Logan's <laughs> the only one who would actually come downstairs, and I have the chrono, so he can't really, but he'll come down. I'm in the one room that we have sectioned off, and he'll actually talk to me from the kitchen table. He'll sit at the kitchen table like, I'm telling you, it's a distance away, and he'll just yell to me. And we'll talk a little, tell me about basketball and Trey Young. He's a big fan of, but he's the only one. Nobody else will even message me. They think they're going to get texting Corona. <laughs> and then uh, with that, too, it, it's kind of sad because we're going to have a birthday party. I'm going to be like the boy in the bubble. I'm going to be from this other room, you know, kind of looking. Or there's been talks that I'm going to have to go somewhere probably down here and watch it on the duo. Like uh, I ended up doing, I'm watching my son's uh, karate tournament the one time because at that point, they wouldn't let out. me into that because I had a fever and they thought I had corona and that was months ago. But yeah, I'm hoping that this all... But it's ice cream cake, right? You don't like that anyway, right? Well, no, it, that's changed. Oh, we, it's not. <laughs> we ended up, the, the reign of terror of ice cream cakes has come to an end because that was something that our oldest son, Alex, his uh, girlfriend worked at dunkin donuts she oh, it's over now at dairy queen she worked at dairy queen as a manager so we would basically get those free and with that we have five birthdays within starting tomorrow within the month we have five birthdays so man, i ain't buying birthday cakes all those times so we were getting them free but that's not the case now so we're just gonna have regular cake are they still gonna blow probably, out the candles probably make me do that and make it i can't do anything i gotta watch from some other location I'm in a remote location is what I'm doing. It. And then we have that. Bunker. And the next birthday's rapes. And actually, I'm thinking of the rankings. Ethan and me each night have been watching, rewatching Futurama. So he's up there, too. They're, they're going to have to really work really? it. Who's, yeah. yeah okay, I'm going to start watching that again, too. It's yeah, a good point. It's, oh, so funny. laughing so much. That's so Ethan's good. favorite show. I've only I've watched it all the way through once. He's watched it like 17 times, which makes him end up. And, and with this, too. He's upstairs and I'm downstairs and we watch it. And then he texts me or we yell. I can hear him. And he's annoying because he just yells what's going to happen next. And it's that's annoying when you're sitting with someone. When they're upstairs yelling, it's even worse. And mm-hmm. then we watch um, WandaVision on the uh, Disney. Uh, we have the uh, thing where we can watch it together as an app. Type Are thing. you caught so up on that? We do that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I actually yeah. like it a lot. Uh-huh. 
though I go and it's funny thing to go onto like Twitter or whatever and start looking at what people think about it and then realize like who hasn't ever read a comic but only watches the movies because they're so shocked with some things that kind of end up looking like they're heading towards a direction and uh, then somebody says something like you know that uh you know, Wanda did some things to the mutants in the past in the in the comics. I, what? No, he, no, she didn't. I'm like, oh, right. Oh, yeah, she did. There? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it seems like that's kind of the deal. But we won't spoil anything. That's just no. a theory. But it's yeah, now good. you get to you get to hear all of my nonsense because now I got to go and rest up and and read a bunch of DC comics to do the DC podcast tonight. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. So <laughs> that is that. But yeah, I, I think that the High Republic, if you ended up hearing people say something like, oh, you know, I don't need that. And it's it's not this or that. Don't don't go by don't go by somebody who says it's the greatest thing ever. Just get it and read it. It's good enough to check out a number one issue. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, I think that it, you owe it to check out at least a number one, if not the first three of something like this. And if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like this. Not at all. So I, I would check it out. And the Star Wars, you know, the regular Star Wars and Darth Vader. And even I, I see the same thing with Afra. That happened as well. Where people I'm like, really? I thought she was beloved by everyone. I don't get it. And now people just want to hate. That's the, that's the worst thing. I actually realized I thought at the beginning of the shutdown that the Corona was going to be this shared experience. Like in my mind. The unifier. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the Corona was the squid monsters in Watchmen. I thought that this was going to unify everyone. We yep. all have the same experience. We're all stuck in it. Nope. It made people more hateful. It just got more and more. I, I just don't get it. I have no hope for humanity. It's all gone. It's pretty bad. <laughs> don't be ha- hateful for hate's sake, but oh, well, I guess nobody's going to learn from me. Nobody's going to listen to me. But yeah, check out these books. We're going to be back next week with our favorite book, Darth Vader. Definitely so the best. That will be cool. And um, as we go forward, there's a couple weeks this month that there are no Star Wars books. At least that's how the scheduling looks. Sometimes things have been shuffled and not updated. But um, when we do that, we're going to finish off because that Smuggler's Run book that came out from IDW based on the Greg Rucka novel, I actually thought it was more than two issues. It's it's only only two. two. That's surprising. Yeah, this one is the end. And I actually was like, when's this next one coming out? And then I actually went to the book. And I'm, um, yep, it says the end. <laughs> and then I guess they're going to have a solo book come out. But isn't that a little late, like a movie solo book? They also seem to be coming out, IDW, with a Rise of Skywalker comic. I'm like, aren't we past this? I mean, it seems weird. Get, get yeah, on the does. trolley. I mean, if anything, a Mandalorian or something that you know Marvel said cool. they're going to come yeah. out with. Um, but we'll be talking about that last issue of Smuggler's Run. And then we'll figure out something. There is an IDW Star Wars Adventures High Republic book. That's mm-hmm. more of an all ages thing. But still, we might look at that or something else. So keep in touch, everyone. Stay tuned. So <laughs> that is it. Thanks, everybody. Go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And also check out our YouTube channel unless you want to hate. Uh, but if you want to, you know, love, go over there. It's Weird Science Comics where we have. Uh, both reviews for uh, Marvel and DC. I'm, I'm planning on doing indie and manga stuff eventually, but I don't have the energy right now. Once the corona leaves me, I will get more inspired. But mm-hmm. that is that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining me, Matt. No problem. And we'll talk to you next week.